My check one, two, one, two. We recording. Okay, let's get right to it. Episode number 60 of the It's Just a Game podcast. I'm your host, Chris Peel, here with another episode. Now, we know with sports coming back, sports is not really back until football is back. So for me, this was the first week where I really, really felt like sports was back. I mean, you had teams playing in their own stadiums, and there was no fans there except for a handful of teams. But still, it just felt, you know, it just the, everything felt right with the world again. So, um, I mean, I already talked about the Eagles. I'm going to talk a little more football today. But what I really want to get to is just basketball because we had a doubleheader today. The game just ended about five minutes ago. I just watched the Clippers get completely upset by the um, – the Denver Nuggets, and um, yeah, that was definitely a surprise. So I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of disappointed about that. But we're gonna get to that on the other side. Thanks for listening, and let's—I'll see you in about four seconds. So, like I said. Just watched the Clippers get completely upset by the Nuggets. And as Drake would say, I am in complete shock right now. I'm watching that game. Just, okay, all is right in the world when they were winning. And I'm not a Clippers fan. I don't don't hate the Nuggets. But all year, and we had to wait a long time, you know. (laughs) This has been the longest NBA season ever. We had to wait for a long time but all year all we wanted in the conference finals was the lakers and the clippers and that's all i was saying even in my last episode i knew it was inevitable that it was going to happen i thought the nuggets were just delaying the inevitable but for some reason the clippers just folded in the third quarter i mean going into halftime i think they were up by seven points and coming out of halftime, the Nuggets just, they looked a little, I think both teams were scoreless with like the first two minutes. But after that, the Nuggets just went off. And Jamal Murray was playing well all game. Jokic was playing well all game as well. You know, with the rebounds and the assists, he got a couple blocks at the rim. But when the team, like I always say this about basketball, usually the better team wins. And I think one of the announcers said, oh, Nuggets were the better team, or they're the better team. I don't necessarily think that. I still don't think they're the better team. Even after them come back from double digits down and win all these games, I still would not say that they're the better team. And the fact that they've had to come back, come from behind three times from the fact that they had to come from behind being down three one in the series lets you know that they're not the better team. And the fact that in game five, six, and seven, they were down double digits in each and every game, that should tell you right there that they're not the better team. Now granted they did come back and win all three of those set games. But I feel like to be in that position, it's just maybe the Clippers just they let their foot off the gas. The Clippers did that all, all year. All year, you know, there was this team that they could turn it on at any moment. They would win four straight, then they would lose a couple, and they would just they would it would go from being hot to being cold. And you just think of a team that's that good with a Paul George, with a Kawhi Leonard, that they will be able to turn it on at any minute. 
Speaking of Paul George and the Kawhi Leonard, we have to talk about this. I believe Shannon Sharp said this yesterday. Kawhi Leonard is a guy that gets all of the praise, but none of the blame. Can we please start blaming our superstars? Can we please start putting that pressure on their shoulders like we do for LeBron and, and Kevin Durant? It's just like in football. There are certain quarterbacks that get that pressure. There are certain quarterbacks that don't win, and they no, no one cares. I mean, I think Kawhi Leonard is in that, that stratosphere with LeBron James. So he should be scolded for this performance. This performance was terrible. In the first half, he was good. But, I mean, let's go to his final numbers. I think he shot 6 for 22 or something like that. I mean, in the fourth quarter, I mean... Let's take out the garbage points that they had at the end. I think Lou Williams got a garbage three-pointer at the end, at, at like at the last minute. But when the game was still in question, the Clippers only scored about six points the entire game. What happened to that Kawhi Leonard that was that beat my team last year in game seven in the Eastern Conference semifinals? Where's that guy at? What happened to that Paul George that was supposed to be uh, PG-13, that guy that was supposed to be better than ever after the, the leg injury he suffered at, at the Olympics? Where was that guy at? Neither one of these guys made a field goal in the fourth quarter. I know we like to just give him, like I said, we like to give him all the praise. If that was LeBron James that did that, either would if LeBron James did what either one of these two guys did, this guy would be getting roasted nonstop. LeBron James did his part. He's sitting back waiting for um. The Denver Nuggets slash Los Angeles Clippers. Kawhi, you were supposed to do your part. You know? So if I'm on a date or something and I say, I'm going to get there, you just have to figure out your way to get there. But once we get there, we're going to do the thing. I'm here. I'm texting you. I'm like, okay, um, where, where are you at? Oh, sorry, I can't make it. What do you mean you couldn't make it? Kawhi Leonard, what do you mean you couldn't make it? You're really telling me, Kawhi Leonard, you you scored 14 points going 6 for 22 in the game 7 of the Eastern Conference, I mean, the Western Conference semifinals against the Denver Nuggets? Paul George, you, you shoot 4 for 16 with 10 points in the game 7? Really? Th th this, this can't be right. I mean, I'm not <laughs> like I'm saying. You guys want to roast Kevin Durant. You guys want to roast LeBron James for everything that he does. Every single mistake that he makes. All I want is you guys to keep the same exact energy with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Especially with Kawhi Leonard. We know Kawhi Leonard is a top five player. Paul George is more like a top 15 to 20 player. So he's not going to get that same, that same pressure and that same backlash like a Kawhi Leonard will get. Or that he should get. That's all I'm saying. There's no reason that Kawhi Leonard with a 3-1 lead against the Denver freaking Nuggets should have lost this series. This series should have been over. We should be, the Lakers and the Clippers should be in almost game three by now. Like This series should have been over. This makes no sense to me. Like I am in shock. I'm watching this game and I'm just like, this cannot be real. 
I'm like, okay, they're up by seven. They're up by eight. Okay, cool. Whatever. The Clippers will come back. Kawhi will pull the magic out of his head. He'll pull the rabbit out of his head. And then it goes to 12. And then it goes to 15. And when the lead went up to 18, that's when I said, you know what? It's over. When Jamal Murray, I think it was t- exactly 225 left on the clock. And Jamal Murray made this buzzer beater. Like, the shot clock was running out. He made this fadeaway three. And right there, I'm just like, okay, yeah, that, that's the dagger right there. Because in my in the back of my mind, I'm still holding out hope that the Clippers are going to come back and win this game. And you would think I would be happy because, okay, if the Nuggets beat the Clippers three straight times, maybe they are the better team. Maybe they deserve to face the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't feel that way. I wanted to see the Lakers and the Clippers. I wanted to see the best two teams go at it. And we knew this year was weird with this bubble. We knew where things was going to happen. I mean, look at the East. We have the number three and the number five seed in the Eastern Conference Finals. When does that happen? Usually you have at least a one or a two seed. Usually you have the top two seeds in their conference uh, finals. That's what we expected in the West. It almost happened, but it didn't. The Nuggets, honestly, their best chance to go to the conference finals was last year when they played Portland. And I remember thinking, like, I don't think the Nuggets have what it takes to make it to the conference final. And I was really happy for uh, Damian Lillard and those guys last year. But it didn't happen. And I thought that was their best chance. I'm thinking, okay, going against the Clippers, they're really not going to make it. And then when they went down 3-1, I'm like, yeah, this series is over. I'm ready for the Lakers and the Clippers to, to meet in the conference finals. That's what I'm waiting for. But the Clippers couldn't do their part. Once again, the Clippers are still the little brother of Los Angeles. For the longest time, they're the ones getting laughed at. They're the ones getting picked on. It's this Lakers country. I mean, when the Lakers were winning championships, I mean, we're talking back in the 80s, when they were winning championships in the early 2000s, the, the 2009, 2010, what were the Clippers doing? I mean, in my whole adult life, since I can remember, the Clippers have, I mean, bef- so before the Chris Paul and Blake Griffin era, the Clippers had about one good year. And I think that was like 05 or 06 or something like that. It was like the Elton Brand, the Elton Brand era. But that was like literally the only good team that they really had. And they were bad for the longest time, which is why they got the number one pick, which is how they drafted Blake Griffin. And they had Blake Griffin for one year. And um, well, he missed the whole year. And then his next year in 2010, he won rookie of the year. So great promise. And then the next year they got Chris Paul. And that's when they became like an actual contender. And that's when we thought, okay, they're going to actually contend. And maybe they can. But then when they were good, the Lakers weren't good. And the whole time the Lakers weren't good, that was their time to to show that they were, you know, the, they could be the team in L.A. And this has been the first time in God knows how long that they've both that they've both been good at the same time. We were going to see that. Now we're never going to see it. Because Kawhi Leonard and company, you had to mess it up. This deep team that y'all have, y'all couldn't beat the Denver Nuggets. I like Oh god. Like I'm 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 really just in shock that they could not beat the team. And no disrespect to the Denver Nuggets, like they're a good team, they're a solid team. They're not championship contenders. Come on, like 
like in 20 years, are you really going to sit here and tell me that Nikola Jokic or Jamal Murray is going to be a be a NBA Finals MVP? Really? Jamal Murray had a great game today. But before today, before today's game, he averaged 19 points per game in this series. Yes, he went off in the first series. That was against the Utah Jazz. Once you play a good defense, the later you get in the playoffs, it usually shows who you really are. And Jamal Murray, to me, is a 17 to 21 point per game kind of guy. Like I said, that first series, that was not – he's come on. He's not going to average 35 points a game for a series. That's not him. And today he went off. But this is the kind of guy Jamal, Jamal Murray is. He's a guy that can go off – during a game or two, but not for an entire series. It's not, it's not going. This guy's not going to carry you on his back. But like I said, no disrespect intended to the Denver Nuggets. They did a they did a great job coming back from three one. They came back in every single elimination game. So that shows how resilient these guys really are. And pressure bust pipes. The Clippers choked again. I mean, can we say choke? Because like I said, if this was LeBron James, we'd be saying it. If this was Kevin Durant, we'd be saying it. I mean, c- can we say that? It's just really disappointing. And I was really disappointed at the Eagles game. And I'm really disappointed in this game. And like I said, I'm not even a Clippers fan. I'm not a Clippers fan in the least, but I just wanted to watch good a good basketball series in the East, in the Western Conference Finals. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. I'm going to say it one more time. That's all I wanted was a good series between the Lakers and the Clippers. But this bubble just messed up everything. You can't even blame the bubble because the Clippers should have won this series in Game 5. The series should have been over but a week ago. But it is what it is, you know. So, we had a doubleheader. I was going to start this episode talking about the Heat and the Celtics, but that game just went off. I expected to talk about the Clippers winning, which this is the thing about sports. Just like with the Eagles, I expected to talk about the Eagles win. That didn't happen. I expected to talk about the Clippers win today. That didn't happen. But we can talk about the East. So, in the East, they had their game win there, Eastern Conference Finals, the Heat and the Celtics. Heat ended up winning that game. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets, and a part of me – doesn't didn't want him to go to the NBA Finals because he left us for the Heat, but a part of me is still rooting for him a little bit, you know. So I and I also can't root for the Celtics. Like as a Sixers fan, I said this before, I'm not rooting for the Celtics ever. So so I'm glad the Heat won this game. It's still weird to think that either the Heat or the Celtics will be in the finals, and will be really weird is the Celtics and the Lakers meet in the finals. But I don't want to look ahead because last time I did that, we saw what happened with the Nuggets. But, yes, Jimmy Butler was really kind of non-existent throughout the whole game. But then Jimmy did what Jimmy does. He He's clutch at the end. He made two field goals at the end. To, you know, he made the, the corner three. And then he got the and one at the end of overtime, I believe. So, and then that block by Bam Adebayo was just sick. I mean, as I see 
Jason Tatum going to the hole. I'm like, wow, he got to the hole really, really easy. He's about to dunk and tie this game up. Bam Adebayo was having none of it. None of it. He just, no. It did, it, did, it, didn't, it did not matter. And that's how you block a shot. Like, I mean, any like anybody can block a shot from behind when, when the person can't see him, like whatever. But when you can go face up with a guy and he's trying to dunk with all his might in the last couple seconds of the game, you can block a shot. You got my respect. I've been sleeping on Bam Adebayo for a long time. I really didn't realize how good he was, but... But um, the Miami Heat have a good player with that. Another Kentucky guy. Uh, again, the Heat, you got, got a really deep team as well. But, you know, this is just game one. Series is not over. It's the good thing about basketball. But we'll see. I am. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I, I really I, I can't just I can't root for the Celtics. I, I just can't. I can't do it. I'm sorry. But the Heat, they did good. Guys, they're really, really good. Just. Still really in shock about this this Clippers thing. Sorry, I'm I'm really like bamboozled right now. I can't even I can't even focus right now. So, uh, so let's just uh, switch to the to football now. So, like I said, sports is back now. So for the last two days, I was able to sit in the couch. I was able to sit on the couch and watch six hours of football yesterday, from seven ten to about. 115, 120 when that Broncos game went off. I legit sat down and I watched sports from that time to that time. And it, it was amazing. And I've said this before, and anybody that knows me knows this. I'm the kind of guy that can not sit through a movie that's that long. If a movie is like two hours and 15 minutes, I'm just like, I'm I can't do it. No. But when it comes to football, I could sell my cops for eight hours to watch football if I could. I'm telling you right now, if watching football was a, a job I could have, I would be employee of the month. I really would. But I just saw that. And um, the Giants and the Steelers had a nice game. You know, we saw Big Ben for the first time in like pretty much a year. You know, he's, he's back a little bit. He's getting a little older now. He's like the last of that, that draft class. He's the only one that's still with his team because, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, and Eli Manning all got drafted the same year. Phillip Rivers is now with the Indianapolis Colts, and Eli Manning is retired. So he's the only – Big Ben is the only one that's still with his team. And he's hanging on. But, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers have a good defense. They smothered Saquon. They were not letting Saquon get any type of yards at all. And I have a coworker who has Saquon Barkley on his fantasy team. Whew, I know he's upset. I can't wait to talk to him later. But um, this is why I stopped playing fantasy. It's too stressful. You can't even enjoy the game. Like you're sitting there and you're staring at your phone the whole time. And I just I, I got time for that. So you know what? I was gonna sit back and watch some football and enjoy it. Then a uh, Broncos game happened. The Broncos and the Titans. Um, it wasn't the most exciting game. You know, the, the kicker for the charge charges. Kicker for the Titans. Steven Goskowski missed like missed three field goals, missed an extra point, and it just seemed like they were not going to trust him. And they, they didn't really trust him, honestly. They were definitely going for the touchdown at the end, but you know, when it was fourth down, you, you were down, you, you had to kick the field goal. You couldn't, it would have been stupid to go for it. 
And they were at like the two yard line. So I'm like, if you can't make that field goal, something is seriously wrong with you. He would have got cut before the game was even over if, if he would have missed that one. But they probably won't cut him. Yeah, they probably still, you know, I'm sure they give him another game. You know, he I think he was they just signed him like last week. I mean, it wasn't even like he but at the same time it's a kicker. It's like I mean, how much do you really need to work out? But yeah, two good games. I had two good games yesterday with football. I had two games today with basketball. And then we got nothing tomorrow. We don't have a best. Yeah, we don't have sports again until Thursday when the Heat and the Celtics play again. And then we had the Lakers and the Nuggets on Friday. So we don't have sports again for another couple of days. So next couple of days, I'll probably just catch up on football highlights and all that stuff. Um, see what's up with the Eagles. You know, Brandon Graham is in concussion protocol. And I said this too. I said every time you have injuries, even if you get somebody healthy, somebody else is going to get hurt. And I don't know why we've been so snake bitten over these last couple of years. Because remember, by the end of the year last year, we just had, like, especially on the offensive end, we had no one left on offense. And this year, you know, Brandon Graham is in concussion protocol. Obviously, uh, Lane Johnson was out. Then our backup right tackle went out. Uh, Craig James, our special teams captain, a, a, a corner. And we only have about four healthy cornerbacks now, which is pretty much all you need. You only need about three healthy corners. But just in case of injuries, which for some reason with the Eagles, I don't know why our training facility has turned to a hospital all of a sudden because no one can seem to get healthy. Like now, everyone, every player seems to get hurt all of a sudden. Why is that? Like, I don't get it. Is it because it was a pandemic? Now, is it, it felt like people out of shape? I don't think so. I mean, I would like to think that they were, you know, working out at home at their their home gyms and doing all of this and keeping up with what they were supposed to really be doing. But I don't know. I don't know what's up with their bodies. But for some reason, everyone keeps getting hurt. Vinny Curry is on IR. He's going to be out at least four weeks. Probably be out longer. Our defensive line is thin all of a sudden. Derek Barnett is dealing with injuries. I mean, this it's funny how fast you can go from having – Oh, this deep position. So a couple of injuries just like knock you down. And you're like, yeah, you're not as deep as you thought you were. It's kind of like when you have money problems. It's like when you think you're doing good financially and then something happens, like a tire goes out or like you get to a car accident or your fridge goes out. And then you realize like, wow, I was not I was not doing as good as I thought I was. And that's kind of what it is like with a football team. Because football is one of those things that injuries happen. Injuries happen every game. Every play. Injuries are so common. I mean, there's not a healthy player. By the middle of the year, there's not a healthy player in the locker room. Everyone is dealing with something. And you know how it is when you're getting older. If you're 30 and over, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I know they're star athletes. They're like superhuman, it seems like. But they're still getting hit every single day. Like the beating that their bodies take... It's the reason that these guys only play about the average lifespan of a, not lifespan, but the average career of an NFL player is about, I think, two years I saw. You know how many players are in the league, like one year, and then they're done? Or you ever seen a player that's had a good four years, and then all of a sudden, a year later, they just, they don't got it no more? And it happens to running backs mainly, and that's why I was a little skeptical about the Vikings paying Dalvin Cook and the Saints paying Alvin Kamara. I know they're really young, but Dalvin Cook has dealt with injuries 
two of his like he's been in the league four years now. And two of those years he's missed like half the half the season. His first year, his rookie year, he played like two games and he was out for the rest of the year. Injuries happen to running backs all the time. Alva Kamara was hurt last year. He didn't have a good year. I'm just saying, just I would just be worried about paying these running backs. I really would, because you don't know what you're gonna get. We've seen it before. We've seen the movie before with millions of running backs. We saw what happened to Todd Gurley after he got paid. I mean, there were like, well, there were some anomalies. There were some like exceptions to the rule. There was um, Adrian Peterson. He's the only one that's like, you know, still playing at a high level at such a, you know, an older age. But for the most part, when these running backs, once they hit like year five or six, that's why with a running back, that's why you see these running backs have these like crazy numbers early in their career because they're fresh. They have these fresh legs. They can take it. They can they can take 350 touches. They can take the 300 carries and the, the 79 like catches. They can take it when they're younger. Give it, give it like three, four years of that and see how see how good they are. They start slowing down. They can't make people miss like they once did. Even yesterday, watching the Titans game, I'm looking at Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was not breaking tackles like he was last year. He got 100 yards, but it took him about 31 carries to do it. He was not making people miss. Last year, I remember watching him. He was making a lot of people miss. He was running people over. He did not get many yards at the contact in that game last night. And that's what happens with running backs. And that's why you should be worried, worried about paying these guys. I mean, sure, you have a good running back. You have Alvin Kamara. Like, you have a Dava Cook. You know, you think, like, yeah, we'll be okay. I don't want to wish it on nobody. I hope these guys have long, successful careers. But I look at somebody like, like Christian McCaffrey, and I'm really, really nervous because he's a small guy. He's a little guy. He's built like a, he's built like a special teams gunner, like, and all these touches that he has all the time, I just get nervous every time he gets hit. I mean, even as an NFL fan, as a football fan, I get nervous. If I'm a Panthers fan, I'm nervous. Like, look at the injuries that Cam Newton is dealing with. Look how much he runs. That's what happens. And he's not going to change. I get nervous about watching somebody like Lamar Jackson. He runs so much. And if you're going to run that much, you have to know when to slide. You have to know when to get out of bounds. Russell Wilson, to me, is probably the best one at doing that. That's why Michael Vick's career got cut so short. That's why he was always dealing with injuries, because he never learned how to slide. He never learned how to avoid that contact. He always wanted to embrace the contact. When you're the quarterback, you cannot do that. You're not built for that. We need you on this field. Like, stop trying to be Superman all the time. But... I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. Russell Wilson played really well against Atlanta. And Rodgers played really good against uh, Minnesota. And Kirk Cousins, that's why I don't trust Kirk Cousins. Just looking at him. You look at the numbers at the end of the night, and you're like, oh, yeah, he did good. And they put up 34 points or whatever. But I'm like, most of those points, they were already down by 30. They were already down by 20 points, like, in the fourth quarter. I think they had 10 points going to the fourth quarter. And they scored 24 just – because, you know, you know what happens with defenses. They start playing off. They start playing a little prevent defense. They back off a little bit. It's way easier to get some points and some, and some garbage yards at the end of the game. I do not trust Kirk Cousins. 
If I was a Vikings fan, I wouldn't. He's made a, a couple beautiful throws. Two of them were to Adam Thielen. But just looking at the numbers, looking at Kirk Cousins as the overall quarterback, I would not trust him. But um, it's going to be a good year, though, so we'll see. You know, we get to see Tom Brady and Drew Brees again. I even forgot that they were in the same division when I saw that they were playing. So I'm like, oh, they're going to meet later. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. And I used to saying Tom Brady and Drew Brees in the same division. So they're actually going to play again. We'll see. Uh, Arizona had a good win against San Fran. That was a really good game. Kyler Murray went out there. DeAndre Hopkins. And I remember me and, me and that coworker I was talking about, we had a, uh, an argument about who was the best wide receiver in the league. And he said DeAndre Hopkins was his pick. But for me, it's Julio Jones. Just his size, his speed, his athleticism, just everything he does. I mean, for my money, I'm definitely going with uh, Julio Jones. But we know who the team to beat is this year. It's going to be Kansas City. We all know that. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just an animal. Like, that guy, <laughs> that guy's so good. Like, I'm telling you, like, I. Oh, my God. That's a good quarterback, though. That's all I'm going to say. He's like Brett Favre mixed with Aaron Rodgers, and he can run, too. He can. He's not fast like a Michael Vick, but he can run. Like, there's nothing that this guy can't do. Like, I just don't understand why God gave, gave all to him. It's like he took all the talent that you could put in a quarterback and gave it to Patrick Mahomes. So I'm just glad to have sports back. Um, we won't have sports for another few days. Uh, we still got baseball, so we'll see how that goes. The Phillies won tonight. But, yeah, we won't have basketball or football for, I guess we have Thursday night football, but, I mean, it's the Browns and the Bengals. Who really cares? But me being the football fanatic that I am, I'm still going to watch. So, um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I'll see you guys on the flip side. And remember... It's just a game.